Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. This is the show where we talk about cannabis. We talk to early stage founders. We talk to investors giving them money. This is episode number eight. I could not be more excited for tonight. When we started this show, we had a very, very clear mission. We wanted to begin to legitimize this industry. There's a lot of stoners out there, a lot of people sitting on the couch, a lot of people eating munchies, getting food delivered at the same time they're getting their cannabis delivered. Nothing wrong with delivery, nothing wrong with delivery. But we sought out to find guests that were making real differences in the industry. And that's exactly what we have today. Shabnam Malik, Amanda Conley. You have so many companies, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but honestly, Brandon Branch, you go into these, obviously. Bay Area Women Grow, the second biggest chapter in the country of Women Grow. Very cool. And the National Cannabis Bar Association, which is brand new, right? This mm-hmm. year? Yeah, June 30th it launched. So which one do you like most? Is that like picking a child? That's is terrible. That like a yeah, how can yeah. you make us But choose? it turns out I we try do to have ask a tough favorite questions, child. You know? We do. We do have a favorite child. <laughs> parents who have a favorite child. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which one do we like most? We like them all equally as much, depending on the day. Yeah, depending yes. On the definitely day. depending on what they demand of us. Cool. Mm-hmm. Take us through a little bit. Which one was first? Women Grow was first? Is that the first one that you started? Or, or got your well, charter? We were lawyers how does that work? first. Yeah. Before it all, we were lawyers. Yeah. Cool. But we didn't have our own law firm first of these three or four different projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baria chapter Women Grow was first. Yeah, right. so we were working together at another law firm, a small boutique intellectual property firm uh, for a while. Shabnam had been there before me. I, I knew her from a previous job and came over. And so we kind of got started working with clients in the cannabis industry. And through those connections, we met Jasmine Hupp, the CEO and co-founder of Women Grow. And Denver had just was just launching, I guess, when we met them, maybe the following mm-hmm. month. So we got in conversation with Women Grow and they asked us to start a chapter or maybe we said please let us start a chapter this sounds amazing <laughs> um, yeah and it was almost a year ago now so yep. it'll be a year in October cool. and we had 13 people at our first meeting we had it in our little conference room about the size of the room we're in right now and it, everyone fit and it was really lovely and very you know intimate and at our most recent event we had 130 140 mm-hmm. and, right. and that's been pretty consistent well congratulations that's Thanks. cool that's it's very cool this area this so industry. when you get up on that first night in front of those 13 women <laughs> what do you say i mean what's the mission oh why, why do you start you this what i think she spoke right you repeated the, the mission that national mm-hmm. set forth which is like something about connecting and educating yeah, I watched and supporting. the video, but yeah. that's right, kind of awesome. There you go, yeah. exactly. Go to womengrow.com. Um, what did we say? What was our pitch? I mean, we talked about it being a, a support of entrepreneurs. You know, it's it's really focused on Women Grow as a company. It's not a nonprofit. They're really focused on making this industry the first one not dominated by men, um, the first billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry not dominated by men. And so we talked about some of the unique issues, I guess, mm-hmm. that women face, um, mm-hmm. and then in cannabis oh, generally. yeah, we did talk about unique issues women face, because I remember afterwards, we had that whole conversation about, you know, wait, these aren't unique issues that women face. These are issues that women face, mm-hmm. you know. Right, and they're, they're not all, unique oh, to cannabis. Here, here yeah. in the cannabis industry, yeah. yeah. Same thing as usual, we need to now. Mm-hmm. So what are they? What, what issues do women face specifically um, in, in cannabis? Lack of solid leadership roles, lack of opportunities to lead businesses and companies. Not being seen um, as leaders right, or not being seen seriously. as leaders. Right, people sort of, maybe this is a little bit unique to the cannabis issue, the idea that, you know, a woman sort of embracing in this industry, there's a lot more judgment that comes along with that. People don't expect 
there to be a woman, a mother in this mm -hmm. industry. This sort of idea that, oh, well, you should be home with the children while the man is out there growing the marijuana or, mm. or whatever it is. So that, mm. that is- Yeah, we see a do. lot of articles about yeah. like, how do you handle being a mom and being in the industry or consuming right, cannabis? Right. Well, dad's in the home Surely too, this whole time, right, like, men have had children. Yeah. It's a, that same sort of thing that uh, the female politicians say, women politicians say, how do no one's asking the male politicians who's watching the kids or what they're right. doing while they're on the road? And mm -hmm. so it's sort of the same thing here. Everyone's wondering what's gonna happen to the children now that the women are, are in the industry, and the same thing's gonna happen that's always happened. They're gonna grow up just fine, you know? They'll be okay, yeah. They'll be yeah. fine, yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting. In some ways, uh, there are issues unique to cannabis, but I always kind of want to say, look, I think, you know, we've had an industry in California for a number of years now, um, in different forms and, you know, whatever, but there have been people in this for five, 10 years working to dispel stereotypes about cannabis generally and about women in cannabis and about women professionals. And we are coming in at a time where we're very mm -hmm. fortunate to be benefiting from all of the work that they have done mm -hmm. in the industry and, and politically the work that's happened. And I think, you know, cannabis is, the, the industry is uniquely more liberal and open-minded than a lot mm -hmm. of industries. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you're coming to it with that. And so I think that's why Women Grow mm -hmm. has been so well-received because there's this recognition that like, hey, this is gonna blow up and we need to do it right because we've seen a lot of industries do it wrong. And so maybe not everyone sees that, but I do feel like there's mm -hmm. a lot of support. So we talk yeah. a lot about difficulties for women, but I also wanna focus on like, yeah. this yeah. is great. Like we're right. coming together and doing this right. And this has potential. Yeah, so I mean, community is something that's thrown around in the tech world so much, right? Like we even coined like the community manager, mm -hmm. right? Like somebody mm -hmm. that, right. right? But I yeah. think in cannabis actually makes totally. a difference. Like yeah. from talking to people, people are all about like the community and the movement. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let's be honest, like women are just better at community <laughs> than, than men are, We're right? Good at it. We're like yeah. all selfish and kind of <laughs> gross. Yeah, really right? yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you've had traditionally gotten leadership positions. You continue to fight for them. And we're yeah. like, how can we work together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, cool. exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you said there's like 140 members now or something, or in your last meetup, how many how many people showed up? And uh, yeah, somewhere around that, 130, 140. The, the women's is really unique and cool because there are, you, you don't sort of sign up for membership on, a, on an annual or even monthly basis. You attend the meetings and sort of by virtue of attending meetings, you are a member. So our Bay Area chapter might have upwards of 300, 350 members, but the attendance at any one event tends to hover around 100 to 130. And it's just perfect. We have structured networking. Amanda always comes up with these great structured networking opportunities. And I mean, we now know that people are getting jobs through these meetings. Mm -hmm. People are making um, personal connections. People's businesses are growing. We're mm -hmm. able to connect, you know, a cultivator. Oh, I have product. Oh, here's a, you know, delivery company. Let's connect the two of them. I mean, that's really happening at these Women Grow meetings. Mm -hmm. So each month, and I remember in the beginning thinking that, well, people are gonna get fatigued. Once a month is mm -hmm. way too frequent. Who's gonna keep showing up month after month? And now you can hardly even wait for mm. the next one, mm -hmm. you know, because you're so eager to get back in touch with those contacts that you made or or you've completed something in 30 days and now you wanna come and share it with some new mm. folks and new contacts. and. Yeah, it's uh, we, and in fact we're having them more often, right? We're having other special events yeah. to sort yeah. of fill in this this these periods of time where mm -hmm. before I thought once a month, right. my right. God, who's right. gonna show up once a oh, month? Oh, but it's and, crazy. But actually, there's like I think Jasmine gave a statistic of like fifty percent turnover on average. Yes. So half the people who come every month are new. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And so wow. that's great. So we've got some folks who have been at every meeting or almost every meeting since mm -hmm. the start. And and, and the new it. folks, uh, what who are they? I mean, what what kind of person comes to Women Go? <laughs> 
Huge variety, and not just women. Okay, so dudes can go too. Yes, dudes can go too. We welcome people of all genders (laughs) to Women Grow. Uh, We welcome people who identify as women to speak. Sure. Um, Oh, I see. Our chapter has that policy. That's not a national policy. yeah, it's like probably forty percent men at a lot of yeah. the events. Yeah. I think men are great supporters. We want we want you guys in the room. You guys yeah. historically have the power and money. Please right. come support us. So like we are not going to you. exclude you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give it. Yeah, that's you gotta great. be there. So yeah. we can well, that's what it. we're trying to do right here. Right. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's everyone. A lot of lawyers, of course, because yeah. that's who we know. Uh-huh. Um, cultivators, edibles producers, dispensary owners, right. uh, media types, people who are in the industry. We had some folks from Toshiba. Yeah, people who are not right, who are not even in the industry, but are getting. Are interested. Or want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes we've been having our events at Meadows headquarters, yeah. and um, you wouldn't think of that it's as really a really nice space. It's a great Beautiful. space. We've done a few episodes there too. It's, it's really, really nice. nice cool. You wouldn't think of it as a high foot traffic area, but we've had some like drop-ins. Weirdly, right. oh, like people are like, "What's going on here?" And sometimes just come in, and right. it's really welcoming. I was just in conversation with a, a lawyer who doesn't practice this kind of law the other day, and she was like, "I'm looking to meet people around here," and I was like, "Come to a Women Grow event. Like yeah. it doesn't matter right. if that's yeah. not necessarily your interest." Yeah. Shout out to Meadow and David who are enjoying Burning Man currently. I'm, I'm yes. sure he's like the yeah. leader of the YC clan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's it's pretty funny. So Women Grow (laughs) National was like, we have to move the September event to the 10th because of Labor Day. And we were like, okay. And and we've been putting together committees because people are so excited about getting involved. They really want to take ownership, which is fantastic. So we try to host a committee meeting this Thursday. (laughs) Half of the group's like, Oh, I'm going to be a Burning Man. And we're like, oh, that's why you moved Women Grow. This wasn't about Labor Day. <laughs> Which, in fact, is next weekend anyway. Right. It's exactly. even better. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you touched on a little bit in your background. Women Grow. Tell me a little about Brandon Branch. How did that come together? Name is very cool. I just kind of put that together in my head, too. But Thank you. Uh, yeah, tell, yeah tell me about uh, that a little bit. Yeah. Brandon Branch, it's so awesome. It, <laughs> it's it's our favorite, let's face it. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's our baby. Maybe. It's our baby. <laughs> it is. So it's our law firm. Mm-hmm. And it it was it's it's so crazy. You know, so Amanda and I started working together um probably about four years ago. We had this mm-hmm. tiny bit of overlap when we were both in big law. We were at this big national, really multinational law firm. Okay. And I totally remember so distinctly. I was a, like a mid-level associate. She was a summer associate for all the lawyers and MBAs out there. It's this thing that you do while you're still a student. And so were you like her boss? I right? was not her boss, but I was senior to her for sure. Yeah, she okay. was dabbling in my group. And I, was I was trying the, to get in. Yeah. I was like, can I work for yeah, you? Yeah, I was like the only trademark attorney at <laughs> yeah, Melanie like, at the time. And it was a cool gig. Yeah, and, it was, and only some people knew what a cool gig, gig mm-hmm. it was. Because if you don't know IP and if you don't know trademarks, you don't realize that that's like the fattest gig ever. So she was like sniffing around. Around, and I remember seeing her and thinking, she works too hard. And, <laughs> Why is she working so hard? She's a summer, doesn't she know? And then so anyway, she goes away. I go on maternity leave. Probably like two years pass. Mm. She comes back for real. And we overlap again for a short period of time after my maternity leave. And then I quit. And I was like, all right, peace out. See ya. But then we sort of stayed in touch. And then I reached out to her when I was at this boutique and recruited her and brought her over. In conjunction, again, with another maternity leave. Yeah, so, she was like, hey, yeah. come work for in literally a day. She <laughs> spent like day the overlap. craziest eight hours being like, okay, so handle this matter and this matter and this matter. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's That's going what on? Exactly. And everybody in the firm was like, you know her really well, right? And I was like, sure. You yeah, know her. 
like we're Bring together. Bring her in here. I'll we'll hand off my work. I know who she is. She's like a hard worker to me. So I dump all my work on her again for the second time. And I leave and go on, on maternity leave. I come back and she's like started to get into the cannabis work. And the firm hands us the cannabis practice. And we just, we spend a year working together every day in each other's offices all day, every day. Having just like super so collaborative. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Like just get so much so that finally the partners were like, what's the deal with you two? Can you be separated? You know? <laughs> they were like, why? Yeah. Who's trying to separate? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'd like be in each other's offices. Like literally, she'd like bring her. Working. I was yeah. on with a laptop. Yeah, I'd come to your office mm-hmm. and just post and sit there, like peek out in the yeah. hallway. Yeah, they were like, I, we don't know about what our associates are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then finally we were like, fuck it, let's go. Let's yeah. do our own thing. Hang out our own shingle, mm-hmm. own our time, own our schedules. And mm-hmm. Women Grow was going really great for us mm-hmm. then. We knew that we had... Uh, a lot of people supporting us, actually, more Amazing so than context. even like sort of like mm-hmm. yeah, we we didn't so much think that it was going to be an in, instant sort of book of business. It was a support network. Mm-hmm. It was this. It's yeah. like a net. It's like a spider it's web. Really, and yeah. you sit on it, and it supports you, and it's that strong. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, these folks are not going to let us fail. Yeah, so one way or another, someone's going to make this work for mm-hmm. us and help us and support us, and and we made it work for ourselves mm-hmm. and. That's what we did. We hung out our shingle. We came up with a name. I think she came up with a name. And we we came up with a people. lot of names. Yeah. It was so hard. So we're trademark attorneys. And so <laughs> what we do is tell people, usually, sorry, you can't use that name. Right. Um, because, right. you know, nine times out of ten, unfortunately, the first name you want to use is... is You're like a real-life, like, domain registrar, right? Like, no, you, <laughs> no, you can't yeah. have investingcannabis.com. Yeah. It's yeah. taken. Except we don't say, but for $3 million. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we don't even have that loophole. But uh, but it's funny, you know, because we'll say, I'm sorry, you can't use, you know, whatever. You know, you can't use cannabis for cannabis or whatever. You know, we're telling them, change your name. And people are always, oh, God, it's so hard. And, you know, and I'm always like... All right, deal with it. Whatever, no, it's you know, not like, that important, right? But yeah. now, having chosen a name, ah, like not so even the clearance, because you know we're trademark attorneys, we're like clearing them as we go. But just like picking a name right. and then settling it's on so them, hard. we were sending like five, you know, test names right. to friends and family every couple uh, days, and their <laughs> responses were well. I mean, it was useful, right? Because okay. they had associations okay. that we were like, oh right. god, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like uh, we really liked Harlequin yeah. because it's a high CBD strain, but it's not like super cannabis related. We don't do all cannabis clients. Yep. That's the bulk of our practice. Okay. But everyone what was percentage like, is cannabis? What you're right now, eighty ish. Yeah. More. And the other twenty just pay you so well that you can't walk away, or <laughs> how does that work? We like the other work. I mean, it's fun yeah. to have that kind of diverse portfolio and not always sort of be looking mm-hmm. at the same goods and services mm-hmm. and. You know, we both we did a lot of work for technology for yeah. publishing. That's it doesn't our background is really yeah, and in mm-hmm. this part of the country, it doesn't make sense to leave that stuff behind. Well, plus, like retail. we work with Meadow, I can disclose that because that's public, and um, they're a tech company. I mean, they're perfect, right? Because right. they fit our tech background really well. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. conversations with them specifically about their technology sometimes, but also, you know, they're a cannabis company. Mm-hmm. Well, they're a software company that works with cannabis companies, and uh, you know, so it's a good yeah. fit. But yeah, we we really like um, the publishing side. We're mm-hmm. you know reviewing a manuscript right now for potential liability issues there you know just some interesting yeah it's nice to have variety yeah her yeah. husband is really into game board uh, board, board games, games i mean yeah, yeah, and yeah so we're something. developing some clients there got yeah it, got it yeah. so for example like if i'm a edible producer right and, mm-hmm. and i have a well i'll give you a perfect example last week we had a, a guy named gilbert on the show mm-hmm. and he has an infused salsa Ooh. oh i saw his interview actually it's delicious yeah, yeah. Dude is amazing. Has this recipe like 50 years back. His grandmother's like tomatillo right. salsa recipe. Right. Besides to put cannabis in it. And it, it's amazing. Anyway, so let's say I'm Gilbert and I'm in Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. And then I decide, hey, I want to also distribute my salsa in Washington State. Mm-hmm. 
I would come to you and, and yeah. how would that work? How, how could you help? Well, hopefully we first helped you protect whatever brand you're selling that salsa under. Okay. Um, and in the United States, trademark rights derive, derive out of use, uh, not registration, although registration gives you presumptive nationwide rights. There are a lot of benefits that come with federal registration and so we recommend it and try to get it. Uh, and, and there's some interesting strategy around how to do that with cannabis uh, clients. but. Let's say you have a registered trademark in connection with some something you offer that doesn't violate the Controlled Substances Act for whatever Gilbert's brand is, let's say Gilbert. And so we'd say, great, we're going to take your trademark rights and we're going to take that trade secret. Hopefully he hasn't shared that recipe mm-hmm. with anyone mm-hmm. and that's how you maintain a trade secret. You just mm-hmm. keep it a secret. <laughs> um, and we'd say, all right, find a partner in Washington who has a commercial kitchen, who's set up maybe you know someone who's already making a complimentary but not competitive item, you know, other savory edibles, uh, but maybe not salsa, so that you're not directly competing. And we'll work with them to license to them the right to use your intellectual property, use your brand, you know, copy the same packaging that you're using, although in compliance with Washington law, um, and license your trade secret from you. And we would draft that agreement and sort of negotiate those deal points. And it's it's complicated, you know, with um, non-cannabis clients, you can just sort of decide, do you want a royalty, how you want the deal to be structured, but there are different state laws, of course, in the cannabis context, and mm. so you really need lawyers who have a real knowledge of the nuance of each state's laws sure. and how to draft an agreement that's not going to inadvertently run afoul Got of either it. law, which is a great segue into the Bar Association. If you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You're, you're doing my job. Go ahead. Let's, let's talk about Bar Association. <laughs> so, so you want to know how we came up with the Bar Association? <laughs> so, Chef, <laughs> you ask. That's a great question. You're like the best interview ever. I'm just going to like go over there. <laughs> exactly. You guys stay in front of the camera for a few minutes. So anyway, so let's talk. Um, So so we were working on these sorts of agreements and, you know, where a lot of people are looking to move into Nevada because that's going to be a big money market in Vegas, especially. And we're like, okay, we need to have a good Nevada lawyer that we can reach out to and trust. And, you know, maybe even someone that's not going to charge us for five minutes on the phone to ask a question. Just, you know, someone that we know knows their stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were going to these conferences and we were like, okay, how do we find the other lawyers? Like, we're all dealing with a lot of the mm-hmm. same issues. We need to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, the criminal lawyers have come together through normal and other organizations. But where are the business lawyers? Right. Yeah, And they're so collaborative, too. So when we're at conferences, we're finding that well, a year ago, there weren't that many business lawyers. Now, of course, there's a lot. But also, like, the lawyers sort of wanted to talk to each mm-hmm. other, and they were really forthcoming. Yeah. And when we'd reach out and make a contact or ask for some advice, everybody was really warm and friendly. Mm-hmm. And whether they'd been in the industry for 10, 15 years mm-hmm. or, you know, they just got here, just everybody sort of wanted to talk and share information. Yeah, so, which is not the case in other industries, right, exactly. Generally. So that was exactly. That was new. And other people wanted to talk to the lawyers as well. So, and then, mm-hmm. and then inevitably, sort of, you have somebody asking you for other lawyer connections right. and contacts. Yeah. to develop that. So we just started pulling it together mm-hmm. and uh, we had some friends up in Seattle. We were working on a deal there and some friends in Nevada and some friends in Colorado and a whole bunch of friends right here in California in the Bay Area. And then mm-hmm. we just, you know, we were like, hey, let's call this a bar association. Like we Googled it. We were like, is yeah. there a cannabis bar, bar association? <laughs> no. Like, so we yeah. bought some domains yeah. and then we were we like, were all like, right, we should do something do with it. this. Let's and call it a bar association. Talked to yeah. a couple people. They were like, yeah. yeah, people have talked about that for years. And I was like, well, we bought the domains. So. Yeah. This train is rolling. Exactly. Watch out. And Shabnam was really smart about it. She really spearheaded it. I was a little more focused on women grow at the time and really did a smart thing 
thing, gathering together all of the people who, you know, I mean, we're, we've been lawyers for a while, her for longer than me, but we have not been cannabis lawyers for that long. Yep. Now it's, it's been a little over a year, but at the time we were very new and we recognized mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So she was great about really bringing together the, you know, big, big wigs in the industry and people who, you know, would feel very left out as they should if they were not invited to be a part of it. it. Um, and we're putting together an advisory board mm -hmm. for, you know, people like that as well. And do you pay dues into the association or is mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have a yeah. ten member board, okay. um, and okay. then we are expanding our board a little bit. We're trying to get more members from the East Coast and East of the Mississippi. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to join, there are different levels, and we're having a deal on membership. We are extending that our is membership being extended. Deal. You got a promo uh, code or something? If you we <laughs> we want to give people a, uh, an incentive to sign up early and be sort of a founding okay. member, where okay. you know it's a slower progress. We're rolling it out. We right. want people to come together so that we can all build this thing Got together and, and give people what they So what does it cost for. to be part of the association? So you can join uh, for 150 Yeah, standard uh, annual membership is yeah, $150 a basic a member. And then there are tiered memberships up from there that come with different advantages. And what comes with that? Like, comes with that? Like contacts or networking? Oh, that is such or... a good question. We're so glad you asked. I try to ask the good <laughs> question. The I mean, every once in a while, I come out with a good one. It's kind of your job. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Exactly. Well, there's a few things that come with it. Contacts, definitely. And so those. how do those contacts work we host events we uh, hosted one really big terrific launch event on June 30th at the offices of Vicente Cedarburg in Denver it was awesome and a bunch of lawyers came out and everybody was talking to each other and connecting with each other and we had lawyers from you know Texas and Massachusetts and mm -hmm. Illinois and California and Colorado it was, it was amazing. amazing it was yeah. amazing it just it gives me goosebumps yeah. just to talk about it so we're gonna do probably about two of those a year where it's sort of the national events get together um, everybody meet everybody around the country and then we're doing smaller regional events Amanda is actually gonna host one when she's in New York mm -hmm. speaking at the NC uh, regional conference in New York in September, so she's going to host a little something for the. What's the NCIA? It's the National Cannabis Industry Association. Got it. A great. I probably should know that. Partner. Yeah, they're a great organization. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they work with also the California Cannabis Industry Association, the sort it. of local mm -hmm. uh, organization. Yeah, here. you could join them as a member. Actually, it's a terrific organization. You got a promo code, or? right? <laughs> right. No. Even I don't get a discount. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish. You know right, that guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's one of his contacts, sort of mm -hmm. me meeting other people, mm -hmm. meeting other lawyers, whether it's for business development, business relationships, to find someone on the other end of an agreement. Um, and also for the media. Jobs, yeah, for the, exactly. So we, we get a lot of media requests. People will often call us because we're on the board and we're uh, running the organization. So they'll call us for a quote on that new bankruptcy case that just came out or what's going on with the banking laws or, hey, something's happening in the patent and trademark office. And we shoot those out to members because we really want our members to get engaged. And to the extent that they want to be in the public spotlight, we want to give them that platform, mm -hmm. uh, let them be quoted. And so those come to us. Um, most of our members right now, especially at the founding level, are such prolific attorneys in their own right that oftentimes they're being reached out to directly. So um, they don't really need us, frankly. But, you know, we're, we're there for that in, to the extent that um, they need that or they want that. And then we have a membership directory that we are working on actively right now, getting our beta up. And that's going to be both internal and external. So if you can't go to an actual event and meet people, you jump online, find them there. Um, we will be hosting educational events. We've actually already hosted one probably about six months ago on the issue of franchising. As a matter of fact, nice. you should have attended. Mm -hmm. I um, yeah, not, not just for lawyers, but, um, and we'll be partnering with organizations on hosting some of those, maybe sponsoring them. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of it. You know, it's a come and get to know other people in the industry that are doing what you're doing. 
and it's, I mean, it's, we're having so much fun with it. It's the group of people that are helping get it off the ground are just amazing. That's yeah. really the best and we've part. We've had so many board. volunteers who want to support us. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's mm. just been really it's the issue has just been coordinating them. There are yeah. so yeah. many people who are willing to share their yeah. time, and that's been true <clears throat> across our projects in this industry. People totally. are just really excited. Yeah, everybody wants yeah. a little piece right now, yeah. right? They want yeah. it, right. which is exciting. Right. And they're willing to, you know, do it for free. I mean, which we all kind of have to, you know. I mean, yeah. we're not like sure. asking for volunteers because we're hoarding all the money ourselves, you know. Right. We're just it's all, all in volunteer effort and, right now. Yeah. Our association, yeah. which is why we'll, we'll explain if anyone's experienced any kind of delay and um, <laughs> a certain member benefit coming through. It's really because it's an all volunteer organization by full time lawyers. Every single person on the board <laughs> yeah. is running, by and large, actually their own law practice full time because mm-hmm. uh, they're either partners or they're right. small firm owners or right. solos. So not a single person is uh, doing even only the bar association. All of them, the bar association is their second, in some cases, third or fourth project. Um, And for a lot of the attorneys, it's their, you know, they have a full advocacy and activism role as well as their Mm -hmm. law practice. And then on top of that, they are giving us their time to run the bar association. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible because I mean, they like the movement they just want to help they like yeah. the movement they want to help yeah, and they, they want to really they, they believe in the the grooming and mentoring of younger attorneys mm-hmm. a number of the yeah. the board members and the more senior attorneys have specifically told us that that you know we want to help the younger attorneys come into this industry whether they're young in terms of their relationship to the cannabis industry lawyering in this industry or just actually new lawyers mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. they're sort of both flavors sure. yeah um, and that's i mean i think that that's part of like sort of what's going on is th- th- this is a group of people who are inherently kind of activists and mm-hmm. uh, and liberal and want to share and want to collaborate and, and supportive and Just support. so we've had yeah. so much support. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've you know, people don't say, like, really, that's a stupid question. They're happy to hear, you know, right. even when we just got into this and we're like, oh, okay, wait, how do we make sense of this? What does this mean? Mm. You know, just from the get-go, mm. it was like, you're welcome here. We love you. Let's build this thing together. Yeah, so I have two very good friends, childhood friends, who are relatively new lawyers, you know, maybe like a year and a half, two years since they passed the bar. And uh, they're also, you know, they have big, fancy law firm jobs, mm-hmm. but they're also fascinated by cannabis and very jealous of what I do, mm-hmm. thankfully for yeah, me. But uh, is, they always wonder, like, is there a good resource, online resource for cannabis <laughs> law and, you know, like precedents or anything be. like that? <laughs> Is that a leading question? You guys have thought of this? No, it's it's a really good question. Um, We will have some of that eventually Mm -hmm. as we scale up. We'll have resources. With all your free time. Yeah, exactly. With all your volunteers. I have an hour. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll put together some (laughs) resources. No, the Bar Association Uh will be a go-to place for that, and we'll work with other organizations who are providing it. And one thing that comes to mind is a company called, company organization Uh called Canaregs. And they are putting together all of the relevant regulations on cannabis, starting in Colorado. State by state basis, right. and doing it on a state by state yeah. basis. Yeah, and they've already done Colorado. It's, okay. it's good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, you set up, you can have memberships. And you know who else actually is developing sort of an educational, legal educational component is CEB. Mm. Right. So um, right. they're like they, they partner with they, they're sort of an outgrowth of UCLA, and they partner with the California State Bar, and it's uh, they provide legal education both. Um, seminars and books on California law by and large, but they are developing a whole robust cannabis law section. And mm-hmm. um, and then you can just, if you sort of look around, you'll find certain organizations like LSI, Law Seminars International, Above the Law has hosted mm-hmm. some stuff. Hillary Brickens Law Firm sponsors a fair amount of legal education mm-hmm. that will be... And NCIA. Um, NCIA, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. NCIA yeah. hosts legal education courses. So there's, I think it's a substantial amount of 
um, seminars you can find, and we will be hosting those. Mm -hmm. The written material is actually kind of harder, and yeah, like Amanda's saying, we're hoping maybe we can be mm -hmm. sort of a groundbreaker in that. There's a few blogs that, um, again, uh, Hillary Brickman's blog comes to mind. That other one that we were reading the other day, gosh darn it, now I yeah, can't remember I the name. Remember what it There's was a either. few blogs if you sort of poke around, but. Actually, there isn't yeah. really comprehensive legal resource. There's not a comprehensive resource. Right. That's the issue. A little like, splintered. I mean, there's ad right. hoc. The issue right. you want to find, Google it, yeah. you'll find it. But yeah, there's not like right. one place. And the law is sort of changing. Like, that's the other thing. You yeah, commit something to writing, and before you know it, that shit's out of date. You know, that's and really so, the hard part, especially it, in this industry. Yeah, I mean, that's a problem yeah. law, with law in general, but right. it's really a but problem. But in this here. industry, yeah. I mean, we're 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 waiting right now, right now, for decisions to come out from different level courts to give us some guidance. You know, and even us, like we're waiting right now for some one else for a colleague to write that response to the office action so that everybody can see, <laughs> see how gonna it's going to be handled, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we're having conversations yeah. today and, and tomorrow. We're, and we're waiting on some of our agreements until we see what's going on with AB 266 and other right. pending exactly. legislation. I mean, there is so much is in flux. Mm -hmm. And so it's, mm -hmm. it is hard to have that resource. And until the NCBA was formed, there was not necessarily an organization dedicated to providing sort of that resource on cannabis law. Mm. Um, for business, business lawyers. Yeah. Business law. Yeah. Because yeah. normal is a great resource. And they do have some business resources uh -huh. as well. Great, they have a legal directory uh, and a legal community there. Right. Um, and so we've worked with them as well. And actually some state bars are getting on board. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to obviously right. connect with them oh, in yeah. this process as well. Yeah. 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 And this is, this is not to say that you can't find <laughs> information about the status of legalization in different states. Mm. That's frankly yeah, pretty that's, easy. DPA, yeah. normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, my God, you'd have to not try to find that information. Right. There's a whole bunch of really reliable information on the status of legalization. Yeah. But we're talking about like what's going on in bankruptcy, right. what's going on in trademarks. That's pretty hard to find. Hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, and that's we are sort of going where... to be one thing that the uh, NCBA is going to be doing yeah. is releasing a... Um, bulletin is that yeah, what we decided yeah. to call it we were toying with journal bulletin what's it going to be um we're going to you know kind of ramp up slowly as with as with everything but we're talking to a great uh, professor i don't know if i should say who yeah, yet sam. okay it's, sam came okay he's at du uh he's at denver university and he does um he teaches on cannabis business he he taught a class on ethical issues in representing mm. the cannabis client so who could be better to help us spearhead this um and so he's gonna take the lead um from an editorial perspective working with some law students and other volunteers on putting out a biannual at yeah, first yeah. and then we'll see bulletin yeah. where we invite members and you know uh, high profile attorneys and things like that to mm -hmm. contribute and so that will eventually be a good mm -hmm. resource cool well, I got a couple ideas for you in yeah. terms of building that platform we'll talk to right. you afterwards. yeah we actually yeah. we, we want to do an e-publishing e with the option for a bound e edition mm -hmm. if somebody wants it we'll sort of okay yeah like a book but, like a well if somebody wants to pay like for paper? it I know it's a thing what do you I don't do know with exactly <laughs> yeah exactly you use you click on prop it? your lamp up. Yeah. Right. For your laptop your when it gets too hot. It doubles as a high chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mommy, what's this? Yeah. It's a so high chair, honey. While we're on the topic of trademark, because that's what you guys know best. That correct? is what we know. I have this frustration with the strain names mm -hmm. of cannabis mm -hmm. being inconsistent with what I actually get. Mm -hmm. So the biggest culprit of this is Blue Dream. Mm. Oh, yeah. Blue God. Dream means everything. Totally. There's right? 37 different yeah. varieties yeah. of Blue right. Dream. And if you yeah. get it in LA or you get it in San Francisco mm -hmm. or you get it in Oakland, right. it's different. Right. Mm -hmm. How do we mm -hmm. fix that? God, that is such a good question. That's a oh, really. Thank you. That's we're, a. We're, right. we're asking the good questions. You're really here, guys. asking the good questions tonight. I didn't write that down either. That's just off the top of just, the. Just, wow. just for the record. Just right like, there. Really, it's just. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there are a number of issues here. There's there's the question of can you protect? Can you use trademark law to do kind of what you're talking about? And then if not, what would you use? Um, and mm-hmm. so maybe the answer is obviously you can't use trademark law. Or I wouldn't have asked that second question. So um, or what part of trademark law can part, you yes. use? Sort of like can Fair you use enough. sort of yes, traditional trademark law? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is not a yeah. traditional. Yeah. Right. So the, the <laughs> sorry. sorry right, you. you um, so <laughs> you two are so adorable together, by the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like I feel like I should have just left. Just put the camera. Jacob, can, just put the camera on. Yeah. yeah. And I'll leave. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we heard that. <laughs> Um, all right, so the, the there's Deep a, breaths. <laughs> there's a uh, manual that the trademark examiners are bound by or you know are guided by when they're examining trademark applications. Um, and one thing that that manual says, it says a lot that's relevant to uh, cannabis, but one thing that's relevant to the strain issue is that you can't protect plant varietals. You can't protect the name of a plant varietal. Um, and that's for a number of reasons. One is that it describes the thing. So mm. I can't own... Fuji apples. You know, mm. you can't right. own Fuji apples. Mm. It's mm. A, really obvious is I can't own the mark cucumber for a cucumber, mm. but nor can I own, own the, stru- the but, but whatever, that... a special kind of cucumber. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like a hot, well, actually, Hot House is a brand name, isn't it? I'm In fact, not I wonder. Sure. Okay, I think well, cucumbers are a bad ha- example. Well, but the, but the apples is a really good example yeah. because this actually exists a lot in the apple world, and there's some sort of dynamic changing actually with respect to apple varietals. But you you can't obviously you can't own the word apple for apples, right? That goes without saying. But you also aren't really meant to be able to own the word Fuji for apples because a bunch of different growers might make Fuji apples, might grow Fuji apples. Mm-hmm. Although having said that, there are some laws sort of changing about that in some kinds of varietal names, and there mm-hmm. might be periods of time where maybe you do sort of have ownership of it, on it, and then sort of pass law kind of intersects here but in any event that's sort of the general gist of it right gala mm-hmm. fuji mm-hmm. macintosh these are although again macintosh might actually so a way anyway, to think of it is that the purpose stridals. of a trademark is to tell you who made the cabernet good, you who can't offers own. the good who right. stands behind that good yeah. and the quality assurance right. not what is the good right so if you protect blue dream then you're protecting what it is with the good itself that's, right that's different than yeah. so for example um we can disclose because it's all public. We have a, a client who makes, uh, who cultivate is a cultivator, makes excellent uh, cannabis, and yeah. I can disclose huh? this. Yeah, huh? um, and uh, like the name. Yeah, because yeah, okay. we filed. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll just yeah. make up. I'm gonna make something up. <laughs> we, I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> I so. know, right? So well, we will. Um, all right. So uh, let's say that that he's a cultivator and he, may, you know, let's say he sells Blue Dream. I don't think he does. Maybe he sells Cheezle. Maybe it's amazing. Um, and uh, <laughs> and so if he came to us and he didn't, but if he had come to us and said, you know, can you protect Cheezle? We would have said no. You know, you you don't own it. No one can own it. You know, all the reasons we just gave. So instead, what we did is he came up with a trademark for his brand. You know. Brand. So let's say it's soft because I just saw that. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should just say it. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's butter. It's butter brand. Um, really <laughs> Big good. Uh, it's butter brand. So um, much hype. So I much know. Hype I know. It's butter brand. brand. Exactly. But he so, totally, so he makes this yeah, this what? butter brand, and he's worked hard to you know build out a, a logo, and he's got a nice design mark, and so he whenever you buy his product, you buy butter brand cheesel. 
Right. Okay. So that's telling mm-hmm. you this is who it comes from. This is, you know, this person stands behind their growing mm-hmm. techniques, whatever they are. You know, you stand sort behind. like Coca-Cola, no? Well, like, it's. Coca-Cola so, is like a really general. Well, sort like of, a, but no? it's different with no? plants because okay. the thing yeah. about plants is this varietal issue. And it's, so this comes out of wines too. So you can't own Cabernet or Pinot. Right. But you know that you like Kendall Jackson versus Wild Horse, right? So there's the brand name. There's the variety bridal name and then there's the thing grapes cabernet wild horse and so that's the same thing there's butter brand there's chisel and then there's marijuana you know or Mm -hmm. cannabis so so basically somebody has to make the best blue dream and, and then brand you it know themselves. it by the brand, brand name. Right. And then and you're then, like, I only buy Br- Blue Dream right. from this brand. Got you know? it. And that's yeah. right. And that speaks to their cultivation methods, mm-hmm. to their curing methods. Mm-hmm. And so then if you go to Oakland or you go to San Francisco and you find butter brand Cheezel, it's going to be the same thing. Right. And that's how you avoid that sort of letdown. Oh, I got some crappy Blue Dream here and I got some great Blue Dream there. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with Blue Dream? Well, it's because you're getting some inconsistent... Uh, product mm-hmm. that all of it is the same strain. Yeah. So it would be the same thing if we wiped off the, the labels from wine bottles and we just told you you're getting a Cabernet. Obviously, you're going to get a different. Right. You're going to get it a different would be vintage. Absurd. You're going to get. Yeah, you would never know. How could you possibly <laughs> enjoy Cabernet if every time you drink it, it was some random thing completely yeah. different than the other time you had it? Kind of the situation. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, it is yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah, amazing should, how many yeah. parallels between wine oh and cannabis there are. There are. There are. Yeah. Everybody wants to make the tobacco the comparison, but it's really no, not. No, no, it's completely right. More sense. Although no. I guess you could sort of, well, no, you, it's, yeah, it's much yeah. more uh, analogous to just sort of uh, produce too. And yeah. Uh, yeah. as long as there's different oh, varieties of produce, grapes, but wine so definitely, sense. yeah. I mean, wine's like really yeah. the big one. So the way that you would potentially get at what you're trying to describe is, a certification mark where mm. you have an outside body, not the company themselves, but like a you know the Emerald Growers Association, some an organization like that that says, okay, we're going to have a certification mark, and maybe it's about growing practices. If you follow all of these practices, you can use our certification mark. Or maybe they come up with something that's specific to Blue Dream to address this issue, and they say, look, if you can prove to mm. us that you are you know growing and selling a Blue Dream that has these strange right. genetics, Hits. and you can yeah. show as you know your test results fit this right. profile. You can use our certification mark that says like true blue dream or whatever. Mm, right. So that is a way to get it. So you're certifying the you quality pay for of your that, yeah. that certification. Well, that's well, up to the organization. Yeah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Depends. Yeah. And you, and you surely shouldn't have. I mean, sure. yes, there, there would <laughs> right. be a benefit to them to do right. it. Yes. But you definitely like yeah. that would be that's that's like you're not meant to do that. Right. That you're sort of paying for that certification. I mean, that's Got like it. sort of right. unlawful. That kind of defeats, yeah. 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 I mean, it has yeah. to be valid. Exactly. Too. Because then you're yeah. sort of essentially duping the customers, and it's kind of like the. Uh, grades we give to companies and sure. how it's yeah. sort of a self-assessment Yeah, cycle. it should be like that. But yeah, so it's got to really be an independent body. And whether or not there's some payment to go and get your product tested, it can't right. be that you're essentially buying the certification. Sure. But that's exactly it. So what's interesting there is that you can either be certifying the strain, like she's mm-hmm. saying exactly, which is, is sort of a distinction. You could be certifying that it's a, a truly grown in Humboldt and in accordance with certain practices that this certifying agency out of Humboldt is going to say you applied to whatever strain it is. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that you're certifying the quality of that strain, which actually is really interesting because you'd have to sort of find, at this point, you'd have to find like the patient zero of that strain, right. determine what the most likable version of Blue Dream is right. or whatever, or that's the highest quality. They have to agree on some kind of yeah. consensus, right? They yeah. just have to decide this that is would the be Blue interesting. Dream that we're yeah. 
certified. And how, I mean, yeah. would you even, it would work great with new strains, yeah. but God, how would you even it do that? You'd really have tough. to go, yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. But inconsistent streams aren't just a bummer for me, right? It's right. actually like potentially oh, no, a health it's a, it's risk, a problem. Right? Yeah, well, especially right. because like different terpenes, so um, different terpenes, if you're like allergic to pine What's needles. What's a terpene? What's a terpene? Yeah. It's the little crystals on the outside of the plant that affect that how you are digesting and consuming it. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. actually, an interesting thing about terpenes. We try to though, teach people, even though there, I can't yeah. explain what they are, is that all other plants have like at most one terpene. So like there is a pine terpene, and pine trees have that terpene, and there's a pineapple terpene. They don't all have pine in them. That's just an example. Uh, but cannabis is the one plant that has multiple terpenes in it. Mm. Um, so. Each plant that you have, and and actually um, hops also have terpenes. Um, I don't know if they have multiple, but each, in fact, no, I think they just have the one. So each, uh, you know, strain of cannabis has potentially uh, multiple terpenes in its terpene profile. And if you are allergic to pine, like if when you walk through a pine forest, you start sneezing, and then you consume cannabis that has, especially if you smoke it, Mm -hmm. that has that pine terpene in it, or if you use it as balm and put it all over your face, you could have an allergic reaction Mm. to that. So there is a great example Mm. of why it would be really shitty. Really dangerous. Yeah, to Mm -hmm. get something that, in fact, you have a big health problem with. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. so of all of what you're working on right now, what's the legacy going to look like? What's the two of years legacy? Really good question. Oh, man. Oh, that is a good question. I have an answer, but I want Do you really? to say first. But I'm so glad you have an answer. Um, I always have an answer, whether it's right or not. Okay, so the issue of legacy, though, isn't necessarily the same as sort of what takes our attention right now or, or what we see. What's your 10-year plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like in terms of, I think, legacy I actually think Bar Association has the highest potential yeah. of being yeah. sort of a legacy mark, yeah. something we're going to leave, mm-hmm. something that I'm really hoping that other people after us are going to take on and take as much ownership as we have and run with it. And they, it can grow. I mean, we're both members of other specialty bar associations. And some of these bar associations are multiple generations of lawyers mm-hmm. into their existence now. And they've done really great things. And there's a lot of value in being a member of them. And so I'm hoping that's what the happens with the bar association mm-hmm. but and i don't mean to say that that somehow trumps in terms of value or importance to me any of the other projects but like le- the legacy wise mm-hmm. i think it has the most op- opportunity <clears throat> to yeah. leave a legacy behind mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that and and for me it's always about women in the industry i mean women grow and I'm, I'm really passionate about i have a background in feminist theory and i've just always so that was going to so, be my answer, by the way. Strongly about that, yeah. and I, right. I feel Not like... Not that the Bar Association the is, well, isn't very right. important. No, totally. Yeah. Well, the thing about Women Grow, though, is that... It it's not ours. We didn't own it. Yeah, no, exactly. it's, it's not, not ours. But I wasn't yeah. actually going to say that. I but, was going to um, say, like, NCBA has a 10-member board, half are women, and the entire mm-hmm. executive team, which two-thirds is sitting right here... Um, is women, um, so there's another one, and um, you yeah. know it's it, we got interviewed. Chabnam got a big spread in Cosmopolitan magazine, mm. which was very cool. And I think we are demonstrating that in these fields, cannabis and mm-hmm. law, where women are traditionally unrepre- underrepresented, uh-huh. that you can actually right. spearhead your. You know, you yeah. can it manifests that goal. It is women leading things, right? Women lawyers, and mm-hmm. and all the women involved are leaders in their uh, other professional lives as well. So like in their law firms or, or, you know, I guess it's all law firms. Um, And yeah, and Mm -hmm. I think it manifests that. But I think Mm -hmm. mostly the distinction for me is that we we don't know. I mean, I feel like we don't know women grow. It's Jane and Jasmine's sort of legacy. It's more like just the women in the industry thing. And I want Mm -hmm. to, I want to continue to shape that as we we move through. Absolutely. I think, you know, we probably will. And we will by being 
Industrial leaders. Yeah. Industrial. Yeah. Definitely. Not will. You are leaders. <sighs> yes. You are leaders. Yes. Leaders. <laughs> so speaking of this topic, there was a Newsweek article that came out recently, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the title because it's pretty powerful. That's good. Uh, it's women called girl. Women in Weed, How Legal Marijuana Could Be the First Billion Dollar Industry not dominated by, dominated by men. I fucked up the last part, oh, right? That up, was like Brandon. the good part, that too. That was like not dominated. Shit. No. What did you think of the piece? You're mentioned in the piece. Mm-hmm. It's great publicity for the two of you. But what what did you think of the, of the piece when it came out? It's a great piece. I mean, we were so excited. You know, we, we obviously knew something was coming. We talked to the... I didn't know something was coming. I was caught completely by surprise. <laughs> this was a I one was like, rare instance where hell? only I talked to the yeah. reporter. Usually we talk to them together. <laughs> Shabnam's been talking. She's the president and executive director of the Bar Association, so she's had a lot of media contact and is a little, <laughs> could could take a little bit of a break. Um, so I spoke to the reporter briefly. Uh, so I, I knew the piece was coming, and it was funny talking to the reporter because she, uh, you know, she's like, oh, I talked to so-and-so. I'm like, oh, my friend. Oh, you talked to that friend. Oh, you talked oh, talk to this one. And, you know, it was like <laughs> a, a small world, laundry yeah. list of our people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mostly through Women Grow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the piece is amazing. I think that's right on. Women Grow is, you know, national is thrilled that their mission statement is on the cover of Newsweek. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we did it. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what else about do you about legacy? Want? I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's amazing. I think yeah. it's great to get the conversation going. I mean, it's certainly, yeah, it was great for us. On, to be quite honest, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Look, they mentioned me. Hey, that's cool. Look, my friends. And then I kind of. Didn't think much of it, and then I did the obligatory, like, hey, here's a Facebook post, look, because mm-hmm. I was getting tagged in them, and I could tell from the response that it was really significant, and yeah. so we got, <laughs> so yeah. I felt more like, okay, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been really fortunate. There's been a lot of media interested in cannabis and women. It's a combination mm-hmm. that appeals to people, and I think for good reason, um, but this, I mean, this is huge, Newsweek. It's huge, yeah, because you feel like you're in, like, for a while, you're bigger, in your right? own, Maybe like yeah, exactly. 60 minutes? I don't know. I know. And it's, like, mainstream. I, so, investing in yeah, cannabis? Exactly. <laughs> Invest well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to get on forum, right? Get, get my little local NPR action going. But I feel like we're in our bubble, and we, you know, with the with the cannabis press, especially, like it's. I feel like it's been sort of. I'm listening to other people who are listening to me. We're all sort of saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So to see a Newsweek piece yeah. just really brought it home yeah. that no, 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 this is actually mm-hmm. huge and out there, and it is crossing the line into mainstream mm-hmm. industry and mainstream media, and that's why it's important that women are leaders in this industry mm-hmm. because we're not in our own little niche right. thing separate from everybody else. Everybody else is going to know that this is an industry populated and led by women. And that's, I think that's the power sort of of that Newsweek piece because that topic has been talked about. I mean, SF Evergreen did a whole sure. issue yeah. on yeah. women in the cannabis industry but three months ago. Magazine. Yeah, but it's a yeah. cannabis magazine and only yeah. the cannabis industry is reading it. So it was really cool to see this mm-hmm. on the cover of Newsweek. It's also great, like, obviously being in Newsweek is legitimating to the industry as a whole. But I also think in this instance, framing it as a women are dominating the industry or women are heavily in the industry, we're not dominating, but heavily in the industry is also very good for cannabis because, well women at the forefront may not be a benefit to all industries. It's definitely a benefit to a marginalized, stigmatized industry traditionally associated with some of the stereotypes you talked about at the opening of the show. And And it's not about being the bud tender or the hot girl behind the counter, right? It's being the leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, look, these, you know, professional upstanding members of their community, these moms, these women are 
in cannabis, mm, right. how bad could it be? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think it kind of it kind of forces people to. I mean, I feel like my coming out about cannabis sometimes with family or, or friends who don't know. Although now it's that ship has sailed, but it used I to hope be, so. Yeah, <laughs> but it used to be that I I felt like I could do some real good, sort of like when I come out because uh, I'm I'm a lesbian as well. And and similarly, I think it's great to be able to challenge stereotypes in that way. Yeah. And so right. I think yeah, I think it's it's yeah. also really good for the industry that we're. And I think part of it too is like it's it's that you not only is there a group of people coming out and they're like hey look I'm all polished and professional and I also am a business owner in the cannabis industry but it kind of is that it it turns out you can be a stoner and be a business owner you can Mm. be a stoner and be a mom and Mm. you can be a good mom you can be a stoner and be a good dad and that's what I think what's great about a lot of the especially California folks sort of coming out of the woodworks and coming Mm -hmm. out of the closet is that nobody's disavowing their the pot smoking, their stonerhood. There is that. There, the fa- you know, it's these aren't mutually exclusive. Ah, I was just talking to somebody about this. These aren't mutually exclusive concepts. Stoner right. and professional, or stoner right. and successful, or stoner and mom. We would not like, say that drinking that, and professionalism right. are right. Nobody, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And stoner Especially and drunk is not exactly. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and, stoner and, could be just an everyday person who's just smoking pot every day, and that person right. is not mutually exclusive of a person who is accomplished or successful, and it might not be. All of us might not be able to maintain a you know daily robust pot smoking habit and the other things, but there's a lot of people who can, yeah. and those people are perfectly capable of being leaders and are leaders in this industry and have been have been running in the engines of this industry. And so I think that's also part of it is that in particular in California, there's a lot of people who are doing real well and who are raising families and running mm-hmm. farms and running businesses and smoke pot every day mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine and they you know they're just as welcome in this industry not but 50 years ago men were drinking every day at the office and still they were running companies and nobody was taking that power away from them calling them drunks mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. this is the same like the, mm-hmm. people are perfectly capable of doing that and they're the people the very people who've been sort of running this engine and so it's like that's also what I think is so great about it um, and and it's among the women too there's plenty of high tolerance women out there. Mm-hmm who are consuming their cannabis and are some. still yeah. running their yeah, lives. It's yeah, good, It's good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. that's also, I, and I think the California market is in particular a really positive demonstration of that. Yeah. That those two images kind of come together into one person oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as they exist separately, they yeah. also can exist together. Yeah. Yeah, well, we very much started this show to sort of start to counteract that stereotype, right? Of the white, chubby male on the couch smoking weed and eating Cheetos, even though I just ironically described myself. I mean, look, uh, that sounds like a good Friday night to me. Yeah, exactly. Or or Tuesday night. Yeah, or yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday yeah. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We're doing that later. Wait, there's an after right party. There's an after party. There's a guy on the With couch. He's <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> oh, but seriously, when we started this show, uh, you are the exact type of guest that we mm-hmm. in picture in picture does that word envisioned mm-hmm. in like pictured picture. envisioned. Uh-huh. I just made yeah. a new I like word. It. I like it. Good. I just made Someone a new call word. the OED because. The industry is so traditionally one way, yeah. right? And and having strong women like yourself that are not strong for the sake of being women, mm-hmm. but strong for the sake of being business people mm-hmm. and, and attorneys is, is why we do this show. So thank you again so much for being on, guys. It's been a pleasure and a lot us. of fun. Yes. A lot. You guys like should start your own podcast, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Done. We've talked yeah. about it. So should we do it now? <laughs> You've talked yeah. about okay, it. Ready? We've talked about yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, a yeah, couple housekeeping garage. notes. We are everywhere that media can be found. Uh, YouTube, 
under Cannabis Podcast, iTunes under Investing in Cannabis, Twitter at Cannabis Pod. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. We do video now. Amanda Shabnam, it's been a pleasure. Are you on Twitter? You want people to follow you? Women grow, Brandon uh, Branch. Yeah, follow grow. Brandon Branch yeah. on Brandon Twitter. BrandonBranch.com. Uh, you go to BrandonBranch.com. Okay. That's our website. You cool. can find all our social media there. Cool. Find out more mm-hmm. about us. And, She's uh, our web mistress. Yes. Our I webmaster. Designed our job. website with For Squarespace. the bar association cool. as well, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, maybe don't Amanda remember that one. Squarespace, but the, yeah. But the, the yeah. Hey, if you want to sponsor Squarespace, you're just uh, hollering right? at us. You know, no, pro- no problem. <laughs> No they problem. sponsor all the other podcasts. They do. Yeah. That's actually true. Right. Great yeah. people over there. Great uh-huh. people yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah, the Lauren Lapkus, everything. Yeah. 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 Awesome, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. Thanks to Jacob, our director, always making us look special, and the whole rest of the team. And uh, hey, guys, thanks for watching. See you next time.